Good evening on this December 29th, 2015. Still playing catch up on uh, some prior uh, lessons or messages the Lord shared with me. This one is from October 16th, 2013. I think I'm going to go ahead and, and title this one, Are You Standing in God's Way? Um, a lot of scriptures here I'm going to throw I won't read them I may not read them all in a nutshell but in the nutshell is I think the main two seem to be two or three today Matthew 23 13 I'm going to go ahead and read this from the English Standard Version it's a little bit easier to understand for those of you that are you know maybe, maybe a different level here, so I don't want to confuse anybody but it still gets the gist of the message um, but what, and as I was reading this again, putting this on paper in note form, in Bible software, um, it's like it was still fresh in my mind. So, pray for me out there and pray for those that hear this, that they get cut to the heart out there and those that need to repent, repent. In Jesus' name. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, for you neither enter yourselves, nor allow those who would enter to go in. And another verse that goes along with that is Luke 11.52. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves, and you are hindered hindered, and you hindered, I'm sorry, hindered those who are entering. I think the both you remember, the scribes and the Pharisees um, were the initial religious leaders. Pharisees is where the chief priest was supposed to have come out of. Um, every, I think every year or so, or every so often, they changed chief priests. I believe it was a year during Jesus' time on earth. The lawyers, the lawyers, if you think of lawyer in a legal system, so politicians, they're the ones that's supposed to be able to interpret the laws, but they were still leaders. Today, we probably know them as pastor, or priest, or elder, in that level, since obviously we don't use those terms any longer. But think of, just look at the wording of that. You shut up the kingdom of heaven. These are leaders. They're supposed to be teaching and preaching God's word, but instead they've shut it. That's the kingdom of heaven that we've given uh, is in Christ Jesus. This kind of goes along with lead led me into. I'm gonna jump down to um, Revelation 3:20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. And eat with him, and he with me. And that one's kind of a little scary. A little note to go along with that one was: this is Jesus standing. This, this was the Lord. This is Jesus standing outside what's called his house here on earth. Church. This was a particular church back then. But it's there are churches like that today. He may be standing on the outside of that church door, and they won't let him in couple questions that the Lord put upon my heart and it's still relevant is who locked the door? Probably should more be what locked the door because it's sin at first. There's sin in the house and there was sin in this house that the Lord, the Lord's not going to knock forever. He'll leave. 
And if Jesus isn't in that house, then there's not real preacher coming out of that pulpit. Think about that. Is this your church? And another question that goes along with it. Is there a Pharisee or, in modern day terms, religious leader guarding your door of the church? So as to not let Jesus in, to abide, or abide is another word for dwell. We dwell in Him. We need to learn how to dwell in Him through His Word, by His Spirit, by Him. And He also abides in us. He tells us that. So, leader, religious leader, pastor, elder, whoever. Are you staying, you know, is Jesus knocking on the outside of your door? First of all, you may be preaching from the Bible in there, but are you truly preaching His Word by His Spirit? See, the only one that can preach the Word of God is the Holy Spirit. None of us, not those those that have a seminary degree, that don't make us preachers. It's only Jesus in us that makes us preachers. This leads us to different mockings. The Pharisees, remember, were very... um, Hypocritical, they're very judgmental, uh, and that led to, and you know, and even Jesus warns us in other books such as Peter, or whatever. Paul was constantly mocked and humiliated. Uh, and what was interesting, yes, the government leaders got involved at that time, and they will now, but it's only after high-level religious leaders coerce them into getting involved. The government don't really want to get involved with church, but they're forced to get along when um, wicked religious leaders standing behind pulpits in their boardrooms and committee rooms um, want them to. But these are just some scriptural examples first of mocking and humiliation examples to those that are going to believe in Jesus. This goes along with, um, I believe, with Religious leaders themselves not entering the kingdom of heaven, but also shutting the door and not letting their own flocks go in. There are churches like that. I've seen them. I've been in them when they stay in the door. And these are just, before I give you the actual, I mean, some examples of what's being done out there. The scripture example is John seven forty six through 52. The officers answered, no, but now again, I only grabbed certain scriptures. Please go back and read all of John chapter 7 and then all of John. And then actually, just while you're at it, read the whole Bible and study it. And ask God to give you insight. But anyways, these verses, the officers answered, no one ever spoke like this man, which is true. No one on earth spoke like Jesus. Like God. The Pharisees answered him, Have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities of the Pharisees believed in him? Actually, but this crowd that that does not know the law is a curse. Nicodemus, who had gone to him before, and who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, Are you are you from Galilee too? Search and see that no prophet arrives from Galilee. It says right in the scriptures which they have in their possession or had in their possession and religious leaders do now, but they don't bother to read it and study it properly. This was Nicodemus who did not want to go along. Now he was a leader, but he believed in Jesus. Remember John chapter three. I had to kinda of go back and remember who was there. Um, 
but he believed in them. His own fellow leaders were mocking him because he believed in them. It was also Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea who took Jesus' body down from the cross and put it in Joseph's tomb, tomb, a brand new tomb. Um, John chapter nine twenty-two. His parents had these things, said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was to be put out of sin again. See, people will go along with the religious leaders because they're afraid of being put out of the church. If they're going to threaten somebody to put them out of the church because they believe in Jesus, that church is not right with God. You don't need to wait till they put you out. You need to be running from there as fast as you can. Uh, and I can laugh, pray not to trip. Be my luck, I probably trip. Um, John 9.24 So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. See, they're trying to discredit the miracle of Jesus. This was the blind man, one of the blind men that Jesus healed. They're trying to discredit him, saying he wasn't really healed. Hello? Saying he wasn't really blind. They all seen him. The whole community, the whole city. used to see this man. They didn't know he was born blind. And all of a sudden you can see... See, these people that aren't going to believe when God does a miracle, folks. But, well, that's not okay, really, but it's, we are choose to believe. Um, we believe or not, and that's, you know, he gives a choice. Uh, nine, John 9.34, they answered him, you were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Eventually, he did get cast out. He was better off. Jesus, if you read a couple of verses past that in John chapter 9, you know, he found Jesus and ran into him again. And he, Jesus already knew what happened to him. He, you know, he didn't condemn him for it. He praised him for it because he stood up. He knows what he believed. But his parents were too scared. So, some modern day examples of marking. Probably we may see things like this. I have, and I believe this is what I put it in my heart and I marked it down, that if we don't go along with the way we do things here and come under our authority or the authority of the leaders versus Jesus' lordship, then you are to leave. Or another possible example, we've been doing business, meaning trying to apply in God's business, but actually they're not. Or ministry, if it's a ministry center, this way for years and it's working yeah it's self-righteous working but not God's way of doing things which means if you're not doing it God's way you're sinning before God period there's no there's no questioning that um and it is not worth changing Uh, so if anyone who doesn't go along with this are sinning they call them the sinners They'll call us the sinners. Have you ever had these examples? Everything, I believe it or not, I have. I'm not going to go into detail in this particular context, but trust me, I have. Um, what's a possible avenue when this stuff can happen? You, when we're preaching God, go to Acts chapter 8, verse 1. 
uh, I'm still in the ESV, um, and Saul approved of his execution. This was before Saul, when he was called Saul, we know as Paul in the Bible, approved his execution. This was Stephen. Was the, I believe was the first one that was, you know, martyred after Jesus went back to heaven, um, for preaching Jesus. He was preaching to many people, but he was given toward the religious leaders, so they stoned him to death. Paul, who was saw at the time, approved it. He was a very high up religious leader, and he was known for going after Christians, getting them, bringing them back to uh, Jerusalem, back to the chief priests, and they would put him to death, put them to death. And he had orders when he got when God got a hold of him and saved him. Um, and there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. Now remember, it started in Israel. Signed Jerusalem after Jesus rose up and went back to heaven. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea, Samaria. I mean, Samaria, except the apostles. Go back to Acts chapter 1-8 and read what Jesus says. Um, what happened that the gospel will get preached starting in Jerusalem going outwards. Again, he's talking to his initial 11 disciples. Remember, number 12 was Judas Iscariot who sold Jesus out stop believing um, look, once they do when we get marked on one location or we get kicked out of one synagogue or one church building because they weren't living right out there and they said we weren't God would just move us to his next location it may be in the same city or it may not be we have to be so close and we're getting closer to the Father in relationship. We want to be able to hear it. We don't want to stay where God doesn't want us anymore. When it's time to move, we better move. Or we ourselves go in disobedience. First Thessalonians 2.15 Who killed both the Lord and... I guess I could have gone into context on that one. I apologize for that. But again, it's First Thessalonians chapter 2. You know, Go back and read the context of it. Who killed the Lord Jesus... And the prophets and drove us out and displeased God and opposed all mankind by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles that they might be saved so as always to fill up the measure of their sins. The wrath that's come upon them. He's talking about, um, well, he's talking about religious leaders here. There's one sin here. Because remember, the religious leaders are the ones that ordered the execution of the prophets in the Old Testament. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel. I think Daniel was actually old age, but it was them through the government. Second um, Timothy three eight is another example of this one. Is just as Jane, Janice, and Jambres opposed Moses, so though these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. So again, there's going to be different examples. Of how we are to be marked, and it may or may not always involve some kind of a religious leaders that strayed from God. I'm in a region right now that is so far from the Lord, but you know what? The majority of the Western church here in America are scared to go up here because they're chicken, they're disobeying God. They won't. They, they want to stay where it's easy. And so many today, not everybody, of course, because there are remnants. Hopefully, you, 
so much of y'all listening to this are uh, the true remnant again and that is obeying but don't be confused just because a city a region whatever has a church on every block that don't make this that don't make the people in that city right actually that may be a more mitigation not always obviously and I'm not discrediting but the churches because God may not want somebody driving across the city to go to church when your own neighbors out there and there is nothing absolutely nothing in scripture about invite your neighbor to church invite your neighbor to Jesus to believe in the Lord but let him let them see you and then when they're looking for a home church they say why don't you come to church with me one day and we'll go, you'll go check it out God may not want that do you know God may not want that, brother, that new brother that new sister to be at that church there may be a church right next door he may want to build a church raise up a church right there in that neighborhood then everybody can just walk to church and be there every single day and be the church think about that that's an option so are you a marker are you a religious leader that has shut the <laughs> shut the king the door of the kingdom of heaven and not letting people in have you strayed that far from God just confess it repent and confess it repentance is supposed to be an ongoing pretty much it could be an everyday event of something we are still in these fleshly bodies we're going to screw up anybody that says they, they've grown to the point they no longer screw up you just slap God in the face read first John the whole it's like five simple chapters you just slap the Lord in the face by saying that I've slapped it that's another repentance that's needed it just confess our advocate is right there it's not another human being it's right there our advocate is Jesus it's part of these thoughts it's just part of these words think about it and I'm definitely going to be thinking about it myself love y'all